Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hi, everybody, and welcome to WFAN's Baseball Insider's Spring Training Podcast for the Yankees and the Mets on this Sunday, February 28th. Earlier today, Ed Coleman and I hosted a show in New York leading up to Yankees Exhibition Baseball. We touched on both teams during the course of our show. So for today's podcast, it's a double-team edition. Ed Coleman and I talking about the Yankees and Mets. Here's a little sample of our conversation from earlier in the day. Back on the fans, Sweeney Murdy, Ed Coleman. We are here until 1 o'clock. Yankee baseball comes your way then. John Sterling and Susan Waldman. It is Michael King getting the start. For the Yankees, you'll see the big guys, uh, Cole and Tyone and Kluber and all those guys, probably later in the week as uh, as they make their way through. Uh, King and a few other relievers uh, I will have for you shortly uh, once I figure out where they're written down. Uh, I was going to uh, I was going to ask you if you have any sense. It's early, mm-hmm. uh, you know. If you have any sense of what the one through five might look for or might look uh, to be for the Yanks this year. Yeah, I think. Listen, one is Cole, and obviously <laughs> two is Kluber and Tyone for me, um, and two and three, and four three. is Jordan Montgomery for me. Okay, gotcha. Um, I think that's pretty fair to think that that's what's going to look like a month from now. I think I think the fifth spot is wide open, and it's going to be rotating. Um, and here's where here's where the Yankees and Mets have kind of an advantage, Eddie, and they're kind of in the same boat. Um, there are not many teams that have a starting pitcher this year they think can make 32 starts and throw 200 innings. The Yankees have one in Garrett Cole. The Mets have one in Jacob deGrom. Mm-hmm. And even coming off of last year, I think that they the fact that both of them stayed healthy, made all their starts last year, you can probably kind of revert back pretty close to 2019 levels as far as workload for them and think that they're going to make all their starts. Maybe you dial them back a little bit and maybe you got to skip a turn or maybe they don't throw two. Maybe they throw 185 innings instead of 200. But that's a pretty good advantage for both of these teams to have uh, and know that you can count on somebody every five while you're trying to mix and match with the other spots. Yeah, no. I, listen, I, I agree. I, I, it's going to be fascinating to me to see how teams handle this. As the, we were talking to Carlos Carrasco yesterday, uh, and Carrasco has been a horse, you know, in uh, in Cleveland. He's pitched 180, you know, 200 innings, whatever. But when he had the leukemia back in 2019, uh, he pitched 80 innings, uh, I believe it was, and he had 60. I think it was 68 last year. He made 12 starts, so he made mm-hmm. all his starts. But again, it was a 60-game season, so everyone has shortened innings so now you've got two years of that can can you go back to 200 now he's confident he can yeah but do you believe that you know uh, are you necessarily going to believe that i don't think you, you let him i, I yeah, just don't yeah, think well, you, probably you, true yeah. yeah yeah probably true um and and, and again I, I think it's 
you know, one year, if you take a guy like DeGrom or, or Cole in your instance, you know, one year, uh, then that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, the, and the shape they're in and, and the kind yeah. of guys they are, they're the aces of the staff. Uh, but other guys, you know, if you're two years removed, and it's, uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's risky. Yeah. yeah. And uh, David Peterson, you know, uh, where does he land? Okay. Uh, he pitched great for them last year and was a revelation and, you know, looks to be, you know, the, uh, the fifth starter. Uh, when, you know, since they've uh, uh, brought in brought in uh, Taiwan uh, yeah. as the four starter, uh, you know he he looks to be the guy there. But at the same time, uh, you know where does he land innings wise? He pitched 130, uh, you know, a couple of years before I think the two years before. But you know, can you push him beyond that 170 or uh, you know? So it's going to be fascinating to watch and and uh, how many pitchers guy you know teams actually use during the course of a season instead of seven or eight is it going to be you know 10 or 11 this year i I don't know you know i think it's going to be i think when you hear aaron boone talk about 10 to 12 starting pitching candidates i think he understands that he's probably going to have to use that many uh and that's not even considering injuries i think the idea is you know when i the idea is kind of coming together when you see what the Yankees went after when they went after Kluber and Tyone, guys who have had some injury history and you know didn't pitch a lot the last couple of years. Why are they going for those guys and slotting them into the two, three spots in the rotation? Well, for, for the reasons that we're kind of talking about, Ed, is that you don't have anybody outside of the top guy who you can say is going to make 30 starts. So as, and, and this is all stuff we're kind of piecing together and they're going to have to, they have a loose plan. You know, Aaron Boone's got it mapped out for about the first month, he said. But, you know, everything changes as, as you go day by day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea is going to be that you have, you can't count on anybody else for 30 starts, but can you get, I don't know, 20, 24, 25 good starts out of right. these guys? And as you get those, where do you find the rest? Do you drop them in? Do they miss a turn altogether? Uh, do you expand it out to six for a turn? Um, you know, the, the double headers, do you stack people and piggyback guys? These are things that are all options and will probably all happen in addition to guys missing time with injuries. This is why everybody, I think, is going to really be after the depth of starting pitching and when you're seeing guys like like the Yankees have Yuli Chassin and Nestor mm-hmm. Cortez yep. Jr. and right. guys like that who have some big league experience, this is what the pitching plan is going to look like in 2021. You're going to adjust and you're just going to say, okay, you know what? We're not going to we're going to draw have a six starter this turn, or this guy is going to miss an entire turn altogether. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the Mets, you know, it's kind of in the same boat, too. They have uh, the Jordan Yamamoto's, yeah. you know, who's going to start on Tuesday. Uh, Sean Reed Foley, that uh, you remember from Toronto. From Jays, uh, yeah. uh, Mike Montgomery. Um, Jared Eikhoff, who's uh, looked good, a former Philly yeah. pitcher. And then he went to, I think, San Diego. Um, uh, but, you know, and, and he's, uh, I think he's in his 30s now, whatever. He was actually pretty good for, uh, for a while there <laughs> yeah, with the yeah. Phillies, yeah. Uh, but one thing that I, I think both clubs um, – can bank on uh, certainly with the Mets. I, I think they can, and, and I'm I'm pretty sure with Severino, the Yankees can as well. But Syndergaard and Severino coming back, you yeah. know, mid-season, you know, it's kind of like getting a trade at the at the trading deadline. You yeah. get a you know, a pitcher, but a, a stud pitcher like that too. Syndergaard's looked very good. I'm not sure about um, where Severino is at, at this point. You can update that, but uh, uh, Syndergaard is throwing and and looks good. He says he wants to be ready for opening day, but that's yeah, you know, <laughs> that's, okay. yeah. but that's that's Noah. Yeah. So, uh, but that that's. Uh, uh, that's good. And um, hey, I, one one thing I wanted to shout out to Noah too. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I did. Uh, Go yeah, ahead. An- yep. yeah, Anthony uh, with Anthony Cosi on on Photo Day. You know, he uh, he gave a shout out to uh, to Anthony, which was really nice, and uh, uh, I I thanked him for it too. That was uh, that was special. That was really I know. Nice. Yeah, it's it, it it's been almost a year. Anthony Cosi, uh, photographer with the New York Post, who uh, if you covered sporting events anywhere in the city, you saw him, you recognized him, and mm-hmm. just a just and you always saw his a, pictures. Yeah, yeah uh, prints of a guy, and I know, like I know, I have some pictures that he took of me in my collection. Yeah. You probably have some yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just a beautiful, beautiful man. We lost him a year ago in the early parts of uh, of the yeah. pandemic, mm-hmm. and um, Noah Syndergaard gave a little shout out to him on the Mets photo day. Uh, the players, you know, players don't love us so much sometimes, but they love <laughs> photographers, and yeah. nobody loved anybody more than than Anthony. It was nice it was to great. see yeah. the uh, the shout out to him on uh, on photo day the other day. Absolutely, but Sev- how, how was uh, uh, where, where's Sevi at this point? Severino's been throwing. He's been uh, doing his long work out to 120 feet. He should be getting on a mound for the first time. Uh, less than two weeks, I believe. So okay. yeah, they're Good. looking at him in the midsummer. And listen, as much as Syndergaard wants to say he's ready for opening day, everybody yeah. knows that the the smartest play is you know, when you say the Tommy John recovery is 12 to 18 months. The smartest play is to push closer to 18, not closer to 12, mm-hmm. and not say, oh, I can do it in 11 months. You know, that's not a race you want to win because it's hard to hard to manage that. And Kind of what we're talking about this year, Eddie, that's a great advantage when you're thinking about, okay, do I have guys that can give me 15 good starts? Do I have guys that can give me 20 good starts? Well, Severino and Syndergaard could probably give you, depending on when they come back, anywhere between 12 and 20 great Mm -hmm. starts, not just good, great. And if you manage that right, if you protect them from themselves, as, as you probably kind of have to, it sounds like, with Noah, you can really give yourself a boost at a wonderful time of year. Yeah, no, I, I the the difference, you know, Noah's been well. He always pushes himself. I, I think the difference. Severino's a free agent after what twenty twenty three, I think. Right? He is. is that- yeah, he's got. Let's see. He signed a four year extension. He's already this. I think he's already two years into it. Uh, so yeah, he's got two more. Yeah, two more. So yeah, yeah, because Noah's a free agent at the at the end of this year. Correct. So that you know, uh, so uh, yeah, on his on his side, that's right. the impetus for him to get back and get as many starts as he can. I understand it, but at the same time, I think you have to be smart, like you said, and uh, you know, and come back you know when you're ready. Remember when it used to be that everyone was rushing to be the first guy yes. back, you know, to be the earliest guy back yep. from Tommy. Ch- surgery which made no sense uh be, yeah. eventually you know that wound down when people realized oh if i take a little bit longer time then i'm going to have longer on the other end you know so yeah. well, i'll tell you uh, what you know what makes more sense to me and i don't know if anybody could in Syndergaard's camp would explain this to him if he i understand free agency is the big payday and and he is well within his rights to have that you know, have that be at the forefront of his thinking. Mm-hmm. But if he makes, I don't know, if he comes back and makes 10 great starts as opposed to 20 mediocre ones because yeah, he's kind right. of fatiguing in his first year back from swing, from from Tommy John, if he comes back and makes 10 great starts, Ed, it's less wear and tear, it's longer recovery, and people will see that, you know, 
the, the great side of it, he'll cash in just as easily if he makes 10 great starts. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely true. Uh, and, you know, the other part of it, too, is you can, you know, you can also sign a short-termer, you know, if, if you want. And, yeah. Uh, and, and stay here. Listen, he loves New York, and uh, and I, I think he wants to stay. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But you can also sign, sign a short-termer, and, uh, you know, he's, he's young enough. You can go into free agency after after that if you want, you know, when you're – Fully healthy, supposedly. So uh, we'll see how it all works out. But it's a, it's a huge plus for both teams uh, looking down the line, you know, to get those guys back right around the trading deadline. It's, you know, it's like making a trade and, and putting a stud pitcher into your rotation at that point in time and, and getting, as you said, you know, 15 to 20 starts thereabouts. So. Mike King, Asher Wojciechowski, the ah, okay. Oriole, mm-hmm. Lucas Lutke. Um, I'm trying to read my own writing here. Sorry. Oh, Kyle Bearclaw. You used to see with the Marlins. Oh, yeah. Nick Big Giddy arm. Big and arm. Adam Warren all scheduled to Adam throw Warren. for the Yankees today. Warren's coming back from Tommy John. Yeah. He's another guy. Uh, Nick Goody is where did he go? San Di- was he in San Diego? He, he went in. to San Diego. Yeah. He went to the you know he went to the Cubs, came back, then went to San Diego, and now he's back for his third tour of duty. Um, yeah. Nick Goody started as a Yankee and uh, ended up going getting big league action with the Indians and Rangers in his back throwing. Uh, chance for a bullpen roll there. Uh, Warren is a non-roster guy, but uh, you know the Yankees have a history with him. So uh, if he throws well and there's an opportunity there, um, you can look at that. I noticed the um, the the catching depth for the Mets is something that's been in question. They actually added Caleb Joseph. Yeah. I saw this. This came down late yesterday. Is that right? Uh, a couple of days ago. A couple yeah, of days a couple ago. Of days, okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Caleb Joseph, you know, he's not, you know. He's not going to hit very much, uh, but yep. you're talking about just adding, you know, capable uh, catching depth in the event of an injury for a couple of weeks. That's a that's a terrific add. Yeah, they lost Ali Sanchez. Uh, it was kind of a depth piece for them. They also have Patrick Mazika, who's on the 40-man roster. Um, you know, a, a, a fairly decent hitting catcher. Nito, uh, Tomas Nito, is is the backup, and I still think he will be the backup. You know, he. He made strides uh, offensively uh, last year, a short season, and he also he came down with COVID. Um, if hmm. people remember when the team was in Miami, that was the shutdown that the Mets had. Uh, you know, Nito was uh, uh, was the guy that came down with it, and uh, there were other people that were in contact with him, but he never came back uh, from that, and he had a rough time of it. He didn't have any. Um, after effects in the off season, we were talking to him, uh, you know, earlier in the week. Uh, but my guess is if he continues to show offensively, you know, some improvement like he did last year, you know, he's, he's a decent defensive catcher and will probably be the backup. But Joseph is there for, um, you know, he, he certainly can help. You know, let's yeah. put it, you, can, you can draw upon him. And he, he's a guy that guns down base runners pretty well. I think he's in the, what, 30 to 40% range, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. As far as, as uh, knocking people off the bases. So that's, uh, that's something that can help. Uh, you know, as you said, yeah, not much of an offensive force, but uh, uh, you know, uh, James McCann is is there for that uh, for them. So uh, yeah, we'll see. They're, they're in better hands. Uh, Wilson Ramos, you know, was, was here for a couple of years, and uh, and you know, pitchers weren't in love with uh, with Wilson and his work. Uh, so uh, you know, McCann moves in, and it, uh, they're they're in better stead. Let's put it that way, behind the plate. So 
for sure. Uh, good signing, good veteran signing. It's uh, it's kind of what you need at the catcher position, especially yep. you know. Listen, not a lot of people have catching depth right now, and you didn't get a chance to. You know, the Yankees didn't get a chance to graduate guys last year. A to double A, double A, triple A. You know, nobody did. So right. you had to bring in some different guys, and uh, and that's I think Joseph falls in line with that with the Mets as well. Uh, we'll take some of your calls along the way here. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Sweeney Murdy and Ed Coleman here. Uh, listen, before we hit another break, I want to ask you about uh, one guy that you know pretty well that uh, we're going to get a good look at. And it's a different kind of spring for Jay Bruce. He is probably going to have to perform. This is not a a veteran player, but this is not going to be getting in shape and maybe get your swing together in the last five or ten days of spring training. He's a non-roster guy here with an outfield that's already pretty crowded. Now the Yankees have signed Brett Gardner. Bruce has a little versatility, being able to play first base, Mm -hmm. but... I don't think he can get through a spring hitting 190 and yeah. count on a roster spot. You've seen him up close a little bit with right. the Mets. What do you think of his team? Uh, I, I, uh, I think it's stacked against him simply because, I, if I remember correctly, you know, it's, this is, he's not a, a fast starter here in spring training. And I, mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think he's, he's got to show something in the spring, even though, you know, he's a veteran and they know the, the things. You know, he has always been a streaky player, uh, even in Cincinnati with, wherever he's been uh, he's always been the kind of guy that you look at the numbers at the end of the season and say oh, that wasn't a bad season but you yeah. know during that season you had a four-week stretch where you know he couldn't you know hit himself out of a paper bag uh, hmm. you know and was making no contact at all but then again you know then he goes on a hot streak and uh, that that's kind of Jay that's that's kind of his mo um, I, I don't know if he can roll through spring training and impress people that way. Uh, so that I, I think that makes it more difficult if he's got to show something there, um, and and got to show that he's a keeper. I, I, you know, I, I think he's he's a good guy to have around and, and mm-hmm. a great guy to have off your bench. Uh, you know, uh, even late in games. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I do think it's stacked against him a little bit uh, because I'm I'm not so sure he's the quickest of starters. So. You know, the, the Yankees' situation with Brett Gardner is a good one because you have outfielders that get hurt frequently, like Hicks and Judge. Frazier is your everyday left fielder getting that chance, and Gardner is a perfect backup to both uh, Frazier in left and Hicks in center. And I think, you know, I think he's going to have a chance to maybe take some, you know, at least get some rest days or take some at-bats away from Hicks against right-handers. I think, it, you know, the, the splits work out very well in the Yankees' favor that way, but it leaves you with really just, you know, you have, you're going to have a four-man bench. Mm -hmm. You're going to have one of those is Kyle Higashioka as backup catcher. One of those is Brett Gardner. Now you have a two-man bench, and one of them has to be a middle infielder, right? So that's, let's just say Tyler Wade probably has the inside track on that. That leaves one bench spot, Mm -hmm. and I've got Mike Talkman, I've got Jay Bruce, I've got Derek Dietrich, Talkman doesn't play first base. Bruce and Dietrich do, but guess what? DJ LeMahieu plays first base, and can I think he offers some real flexibility in how the Yankees want to uh, manage that bench because he's essentially their backup first baseman and third baseman. So it, it gives you some options, Ed, but it's still a very small window for these yeah. guys to, to make the roster. Well, Talkman uh, might be in some trouble, too. And I, I think he yeah. dipped last year a little bit as well, too. Didn't his yeah. power numbers come down? Everything uh, I, came I think, down. He said he had yeah. a shoulder issue that wasn't an excuse because he could 
play. Right. He could post, but uh, he talked yesterday about a flat bat path uh, that really affected him against velocity, and he's worked in the winter to correct that. That could have been part of the shoulder too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but clearly he's you know he took a big step backward last year. Back to Bruce uh, just for a second. You know the problem that I I see is is this. You know Jay has always considered him a uh, you know himself a full time player. Yeah. Uh, he never liked sitting. Now has he adapted to that? You know later on in his career that won't be the case in New York with, you know, with your club. Uh, so can he adapt to that? He always wanted to play and always felt if you run me out there every day, eventually the numbers will be there. Well, that's not going to be the case. You know, I think anyway you slice it, uh, he may get run out there occasionally, uh, but it's it's not going to be on an everyday basis, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think, you know, whether he's adapted to that or can adapt to that, I think, uh, you know, therein lies a lot of uh, the solution to it. Uh, but at the same time, I, I'll stick to what I said before about spring training. I think he's, he's probably got to show something you know, in the spring to, to manage to stay there, too. I'm looking at his spring numbers here. And his, earlier in his career with the Reds, it was uh, he had some pretty good ones, had a couple of bad ones. Didn't matter. He was an everyday player. Right. With the Mets, he had in 2017, he did not hit very well at all. He hit 205, right. 644 OPS. Then in 2018. 18, he rebounded very well, hit 310, slugged almost 600, had himself a good spring. Uh, 2019 with the Mariners, that was, again, a really good spring. Uh, hit 400, slug 700. So the last couple of years, he's gotten used to the idea of... Getting better with age. Yeah, playing. <laughs> he's, he's played well in the, in the spring. Summer camp last... Uh, well, last spring before the shutdown, he, he was having a good spring with the Phillies. That wasn't even summer camp numbers. So, again, yeah. he was hitting pretty well. So the last couple of years, he's gotten much better, I guess. So this idea is new to him, but we'll see if he forces the Yankees' hand to make a decision. He's got an out like most of these veterans do towards the right. end of spring training. And we'll see what happens. But that's something that they're going to have to uh, get. That's what's going to be interesting to watch, see how they construct their bench and you know, what mm-hmm. they can do to maybe not lose some depth. Can they, you know, right. they got, you know, can they keep guys in the minor leagues? Will they accept going to the minor leagues? Things like I think, that. I think a lot of guys probably have, uh, it's around March 25th, I think, yes. uh, which is about, a, what, a week? Yeah, yes. a week, week before opening day, basically. So uh, a lot of guys, I think, have that in their contracts. And, you know, we'll see how that all works out. But, uh, you know, he's got, he's got a shot. He's, he's he, Listen, he's a good guy to have off your bench, and, and certainly if injuries occur, and they do with the Yankees, you know, he's a good guy you can plug in there as well, too. And that swing, I think, would be very adaptable to, to Yankee yeah, Stadium. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad at all. That would be nice. Hey, later in our show, we spoke to Brett Boone. If you missed that conversation with the older brother of the Yankees manager, Aaron Boone, check it out on the WFAN Audio On Demand page on the WFAN.com homepage and links on my Twitter at YankeesWFAN. The daily podcasts covering both the Yankees and Mets continue on March 1st. The Mets will play their first exhibition game. The Yankees exhibition game schedule continues as well, and we will be officially one month from opening day, which is April 1st. So a little getting started, a little get your feet wet here with some exhibition play, and before you know it, we'll be into the games that count. So keep coming back here at the WFAN.com homepage and the audio on demand page for our daily Yankees and Mets spring training podcasts. I'm Sweeney Murdy. Thanks for listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.